bitters. I'm going to backtrack a few weeks to some things that we missed. Maybe not missed, but uh, where my mind was going and things got rearranged here the last while. So uh, just to give you an idea, maybe I'll just give you a question real quick. Um, what happened three Sundays ago? Does anybody know right off real quick? I know Mike knows because I talked to him about it. Anybody else know? Something that happened here or soon after here. Church name, yes, that's right. And so I was thinking about that. It doesn't happen very often where we get a church name and it uh, is established that this is the name of our church and we come up with Word of Hope. And I thought that, and my wife alluded to it as well. She said, that, well, that would be a, a, a good thing just to look at. Uh, the name of the church and, and just to, you know, re-emphasize what we have here. And so I thought, well, then the next time I preach, that's what we'll do. And then they changed it around because they uh, had revival meetings. And then we joined service with Millmont for Sunday morning. And then uh, Ryan was scheduled to preach, so it didn't happen then. So I'm saying all that, that I hope the name is still fairly fresh, fairly new in your mind. Um, <clears throat> as we look at the church name. And one of my goals is, that kept going through my mind, what are you going to say when people ask you, well, where did that name come from? And I'm not sure if I can answer that real well, but I, I had that in my mind, you know, well, maybe we'll, where where'd that name come from? It's, it's not a name of a town. We're used to Milmont and uh, different names of towns and then that's just the name of the church um, we don't necessarily have that and as I looked at what would you say if somebody asked you where that name come from I guess I'll just give you some very basics of that maybe some insides that I know I, I'm not quite sure of everything but just to give you a little idea uh, when we voted for it it ended up getting real, real close to a tie. And the way it held out was is that Word of Hope got the most votes, but the next two were exactly tied. And so in my mind, it just reemphasized that we don't have to worry about those down the list, even though they're close, tied, whatever they were. Word of Hope got the most votes. And you all know that, but it just uh, was interesting as we went through this that how did this name, I, I, it wasn't necessarily my first pick of a name. I appreciate it now, and I, I really am glad for the name. But, I, you know, the, the, we looked at the papers, oh, Word of Hope Circle, where, where's this coming from? And it came down to, um, let me back up, I, I'm not real sure where the name originated. We didn't have tags that said where all the names came from. They were just submitted uh, at random from all of you, so I'm going to let that, some of you might know where it came from, I, I don't, um, I could guess a little bit, but that really doesn't matter, 
I just feel that the name sort of just slid in there, got in with the mix, and as all of you thought about it, um, it kind of came down to the voice of the church, all of you agreeing that that's what the name should be. So, a couple things, where did the name come from? Basically, it came from the church. I think you're safe in saying that. Uh, I don't know of anything specific, uh, the, the anchor names that were given, a few of them, you know, we have a river right here, uh, there's things that you could go that way, but the word of hope <clears throat> came from you all, through the process of the voting and through what the church wanted, and my mind went to, and I'm, I'm assuming, but I, I would like to assume that it is the evidence of what's in your mind. And your mindset, how you're thinking what the church should be. And even if you don't like the name, <clears throat> as a Christian, you can't get away from this name, Word of Hope, because it involves the Christian life. And so I want to give a little bit of foundation to that name, Word of Hope. Message will be kind of in two parts. What is Word and what is Hope? So turn in your Bible to my text verse. As I looked at references having to do with Word of Hope, you search in Power Bible or whatever Bible search you might have. I am not able to find a direct phrase, those three words, word of hope, given in Scripture. Now, I don't, unless you can find one, I didn't. Now, it's not a problem, but it didn't really say, um, oh yeah, so-and-so book of the Bible, right? Here's where the name came from. It, it didn't. So I searched word of hope, and I found a verse that actually has those two words in, and it's in Colossians chapter 1. And so I'm just going to read the, uh, basically my text verse. There's a lot of verses in Colossians here. I'm not sure if I'll get through all of them. But Colossians 1, chapter 1, and verse 5 contains both of these words. And I, I thought, well, I'm just going to use that. I'm going to read it this time. Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 reads like this. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven... Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So there you have both of them in one. All right. Let's go to first part of the message as we think of word. And this gets a little funny because you're going to talk about the word. Word <clears throat> has lots of different meanings. It's a big subject. And I'm not going to near get into all of what you might be thinking of word. Um, but the, the basics of word is you take letters of an alphabet and you put them together and it creates a word. And that word has meaning behind it. And those words that have meaning behind it can be put in sentences and you can talk and you can share and relate the things that you have in your mind. Because there's words that you can use. If you couldn't use words, you would have to use some other means to try to get your 
thinking portrayed or conveyed or made known to another person, you would have to do it in another way. And some of that could be through uh, sign language. That's one that you think of. Another one is um, physical uh, motions. Maybe not necessarily sign language to represent words, but you can act out things that you, you, after a while, you get the point. You know what they're trying to tell you. Children can do that. They, you know what they want. So words are a means of communication. And as the first thing we think of is word, and what I think of is word, is the Bible. It's the word of God. And as you think of these words coming together, the Bible is the way of God expressing or manifesting his mind to us, his thoughts and things. How is he to get that to us, to communicate that? And that, that's all in, the, in word. Now, word can be um, singular or plural, and I, I wrestled with this a little bit. Uh, the title of our church is Word of Hope. This right away gets us into the, the problem. Are you only going to give, is there any one word of hope? Like, pick the word. What is it? There's one word for hope. No, it's not that way. There's, there's plural. There's singular and plural. And your mind could go a lot of ways when you say Word of Hope. Um, and like I said, the Bible is is one but i looked a little bit what is word as we as we think of in the bible how's it given to us and what all's uh, you know try to just round this off a little bit john 1 verse 1 is probably one that a lot of you thought of and i'm just going to read that it's it's very foundational in our minds john 1 1 says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There's a lot in that. But the idea here is, is that Word is eternal. It's one thing we need to keep in mind, and I, and I think that is a good reflection of, of our church name, is eternal things. We're dealing with the souls of people. Your soul is eternal. And the word is eternal. Another one, not, I don't have any reference for it, just in my studying what I came across, uh, somebody alluded to the word being the second, or no, sorry, the word is one of the titles of the second person in the Trinity. And the second person in the Trinity is, let's see if we normally say them, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, depending what term you use. So, God the Father, and then God the Son. One of the titles of God the Son is the Word. And that gets into a lot of things because the Word was with us. Jesus came down to earth and He was with us. So that can be mixed in with the Word, not just the Bible. It is Jesus actually was here on earth walking with us and being an example of the Word, being the Word Himself, conveying that to us. So, a couple ways of thinking about that as the title of the second person in the Trinity. 
it's going back to how the, how the mind works. Indicating perhaps that by the acts and the teachings of the Holy Spirit, God is revealed. Almost the idea that God said, okay, I'm still trying to get this across to these people down there. I'm going to use the second person in the Trinity, and I'm going to put him down there on earth, almost as in the same way that we take thoughts and put it into words. Like to, to get it across to people, Jesus said, I'm going to do that. And in some ways, an author, when I was reading, he said, well, that's kind of like Jesus putting his thoughts into words. And it kind of makes a pun if you want to say Jesus took his thoughts and put them into words and put them down on the earth. That's what he did. He put his words with us. Continuing on, just a couple ways in which God communicates to us. As I said, it's through His written Word. Psalm 119, 105. I don't, I'm not going to turn to it, but I think it's about the Word gives a light to our path. It shows us where to go. The written Word that we have. And the next one I talked about was through His Son coming to earth. That is John 1.14. I'm still there. I'll just read it. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's how we have the Word on earth, is through His Son, through the Son Jesus. And then the last one I wrote down was through the spoken Word of creation. Is When you think of the words of Jesus, and my mind kind of went all kinds of places with this, but I just want to reemphasize when we think of word, in Genesis 1, I'm assuming it's verse 1. No, it ain't. i got to keep going. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was out. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. I don't know the reasons why Scripture records it as Jesus said. He spoke things into existence. He wouldn't have had to do that. Jesus is, is God. God is able to do above that. He could have just, there it is, did it. But he used words to do it. And I don't know if I can give you reasons behind it. But there's value in a spoken word. And one of that is, is what God says is... Uh, is emphasized in a different way than just through Jesus being here on earth or through the Bible. It's We have a few references of God's spoken word. So words have to do with, with everything. It's, it's all uh, a big mix in there. And I don't know where to start and stop with this. And the only thing I can give you yet is uh, probably the best illustration it's not from scripture but when we think of word um, when there's a, a, a difficulty or you need to uh, sort something out and you go to a certain person and you say I would like to have a word with you you know it well you know what they mean and that is not not singular it's or not plural it's like i'm going to have words with you it's no it's just i'm going to have a word with you and you know it's behind that 
There's going to be communication. Something's coming. Somebody's going to talk to you. I'm going to have a word with you. Uh, I think that's that's what we have. We have word of hope, and that maybe, at least in my mind, kind of fits how the, how that word is being used here in our title. The scripture in John 6, uh, 63, just turn to it quick here, says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And I'm just going to read that and let it go. There's a lot of things that could be in there. But the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Okay, enough for word. We're going to move on to hope. I don't know how much how much you think about hope or what it really means, but the common definition I get is they say it's desire with expectancy. Different ways it could be said, but those are the two things that come out. You have a desire for something, but you also you expect it. Now it doesn't quite make sense here. I mean, yeah, it does. I, it was good for me to try to get this in my mind, what hope is in the Bible. And I still don't have it all, but I can at least try to give you a little foundation behind it. That, you know, somebody asked word of hope. Well, what's hope? Maybe you could at least uh, get have the basics anyway. But one example was given of somewhat humorous, maybe not, of an example of hope is... Um, a hope chest and taxes. And you could pick a lot of things, but it was to try to get the idea of difference between desire and expectancy. So a hope chest is when a girl hopes to get married. She'll just save this up and she hopes to get married, but she's not sure of it. She's, it's a hope chest. So the, the desires there, they want to, they hope they can, but they can't expect it. There's no guarantee. So take taxes. None of us desire to pay taxes. We just, you just don't want to. But you expect them. You know it's going to come. Taxes are going to be due. So you put those things together. Hope is both of them. The desire and also you expect. And it's a little hard to get my mind wrapped around this, but here's just a list of things that I put together. Some scriptures, some not. But could be you know, a little bit uh, debatable, at least some of them, but some of them are facts. Uh, hope is not listed as a fruit of the Spirit. So it's not a fruit of the Spirit. And I hope it's not in there. I thought I looked at this. I did. I, unless I was not, unless I missed it, but it is not a fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not sure what all that tells us about it, but it's not a well, let me keep going. Okay, another thing. It's not listed in the book of Revelation. Another one is, hope is listed with charity and faith in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and should be one of the essential elements of the Christian life. We know that faith and love, or charity, 
are very foundational to the Christian life, but they put hope in there. And I never really thought about why does Paul in their end of the chapter now uh, these three, but the greatest of these, you know, now I can't quite say it right off, but faith, charity, and hope, maybe not that order, but those three, and then he says, now the greatest of those is love, but you have faith and hope in there. And so there's something fairly important about hope. And to emphasize that, it was stated, or, or I don't know if I just, no, I think it was in a commentary, that in Colossians here, in verse 4, if we back up just one verse, he says, Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love which ye have to all saints, that's in verse 4, and he goes right into verse 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. And all, all of a sudden, there you have all three. And may or may not be relative, but there they are. Okay, hope is opposed to seeing or possessing. So the opposite of hope is you can't see it and you don't have it. Hope is opposed to all that. It does, it does not see or possess. It's opposed to that. The next one is unbelievers cannot have hope. That throws out a hard one because everybody has hope. But the difference in separating what real hope is, is that the unbelievers do not have the desire and the expectancy of heaven. They may have one or the other, but they don't have the true meaning of hope. And that's, as I studied this, that kind of re, got reinstated in my mind what, what hope really is. And another one, hope carries no doubt. If you doubt, then it's not hope. Could be debated a little bit, but to have true, pure hope, there is no doubt in it. <clears throat> and the last one, I have it as a question mark because I wasn't sure. You know, I get farther along, it's like, well, I'm not sure about all these. Is hope a feeling or emotion? I'm not real sure about that one, but I, I'll at least give that to you. I get the sense and the idea. It's not supposed to be a feeling or an emotion. Hope is a fact. Hope is something given to us by God that we need to believe in and trust in, regardless of emotion or feeling. But everything we talk about, a hope, boy, the emotions and feeling just, I mean, everything's right in there, especially when we use it in uh, the physical that we have around us. You know, I hope it doesn't rain or, you know, your emotions are all with that. But I think in, in Scripture, it's, it's to be uh, separate from feeling or emotion. I have a couple verses here keep my notes straight but anyway first corinthians 15 19 if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable and i think it's reinforcing it that if you talk about hope just in earth here today you're still going to be miserable if you didn't know of heaven to come your hope would be just uh it says you'd be miserable and I, I, I guess that's right. I mean, Scripture says it is. That if all we had, even with hope in Christ, to be reborn Christians here on earth, if that was the end of it, and nothing future, we would be miserable. So what happens? We have a hope. There, there's something more to come. 
the next verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. And that gets into a whole other subject of dying and then what comes next. But hope is involved with that because it, hope goes past what the, what, where death ends. Hope starts is sort of the way it comes to me. Now, <clears throat> those are some of the things I had basics of hope, word, word of hope as we think of our church name. And I don't have too much more yet, except in hope there's one. I, I was talking with my wife about this and said, what do you do with these? You just avoid it or you talk about it or where, you know, where do you go in these subjects? Because I, I think there's lots of things you would talk about different things if, if you were given the topic word of hope. You might go different ways. But it, one of the verses is Romans 8.24, and it's fairly difficult. Okay, very difficult. I'm going to read it for you. Maybe some of you know what it is already. Romans 8.24. Just the first part of the verse gets us in trouble. This is what it says. For we are saved by hope. Now that will start a whole bunch of things. I'm not attempting to give all the... This is how it is. You know, just give you everything and, yep, cut and dried. But I do want to give you something about this. Because the real, I guess the, the, the weight of it was, is we hear of people that say we're saved because we can hope or we're saved by our hope. They, maybe they use it that same way. And I don't know if that's more old order, but me growing up, I would have been given maybe the impression that like the, the horse and buggy or Joe Wanger uh, type um, you know, when I was little, they would say, well, we just we just hope to get to heaven. Um, you, you can't be for sure of it, but that you just hope. Well, I, I think I understand a little bit more where they're getting at. Because I'm going to ask you a hard question. See if you can actually comprehend it. And I'm asking it in a, in a difficult way, so it's going to sound bad, but you got to think through this. Are you saved? Brethren, are you saved? Ooh, that's not the response I thought I'd get. Depending on what service you'd be at. Brother, are you saved? Hallelujah, yes, I'm saved. You're all afraid to answer because you're, you're thinking. And you're right. When we talk about salvation, if you re pull back a little bit from just here on earth, you're going to see God creating people, having people fall, having His Son come to earth, having a way that we can be reconciled back, having a way that we can die and be transformed to a new body, and then to finally be with Christ for eternity. If you want to say salvation, that is salvation from kind of one end all the way to the other. We are not done with our salvation yet. And so I ask you, brethren, are you saved? You are right. You are not totally saved yet. Now, you are where you need to be. You are in the place that God gave us. You responded to what He gave as a way of being reconciled back to God. But we have not died and finished the salvation process because salvation, the root word save, means being totally removed from danger, 
you were taken from a bear or a lion, whatever was getting you, and you are removed from it, and it cannot get to you again. And the reason I talk about salvation the whole way is because we are still in the influence of Satan here today. And the salvation of our soul will not be complete until we have made it the whole way to heaven and be in the presence of God without any option, possibility. The words escaped me of separating Satan from our lives in, in the devil evil. I mean, how, how far, like, what words can you use to describe them of never being together ever again? Like, I don't, I, I lose out. I can't give you that. Besides just saying we will be in heaven eternally with God. And that's all. Nothing else. Just with God. That is where the hope comes in. Because we're not there. We have today. And hope fills that gap up. Maybe I'll get back to my notes here. Hope is what holds us as reconciled believers until salvation is finally complete and we are in the presence of God for eternity. Hope will then be finished. There will not be any hope in heaven. Like Revelation, there's none there. It won't be. And so, I wrote down here the last one. A definition of hope, at least what we're talking here to get it in our mind, is hope is the desire for eternal salvation. That final salvation when it's the end. There's no more hoping for anything because we have it. Uh, that was that was some new thinking for me of where does that hope fit in and what is really what is hope? And it's very needed in our world around us today. And so my last part of the just a little bit here yet is how does this affect us as our congregation? What are we going to do with our church name? Word of hope. And really for me. I keep learning we're not supposed to use this phrase to be honest because I'm honest up here. But this is something that the, the flesh, I, I would just rather run the other way. To want to go out like we were at somebody's place the other night. I guess it was cottage prayer meeting. And I was trying to think who was there. Ryan was there and one of the other boys. And I asked Lamar Hi. I said, um, do, you, do you enjoy walking up to houses, knocking on the door, and witnessing to them? And he gave me the impression that, no, that's just not the most enjoyable thing to do. And I felt kind of encouraged by that because, uh, you know, that's hard. That's difficult. We have the word of hope, but we got to go give it to people. That's the hard part for me. And the ch this church... God's church here is a group of believers. That's the work for us. Is to go make known to the world the word of hope. The word, all that's involved with that. And to, to uh, give them hope. Uh, real hope that as a saved believer we have a expected end. We can, we can desire it and expect it both. And so couple points. The Word has been made known to us. We have the Word, but it's not to be kept for ourselves. We need to be sharing the world, world, Word to help reveal Jesus to those around us. And then to be living with hope. To have that desire of what God gave to us. He's just not, like, we're not going to be miserable men here. He said, I'm going to give you that 
gap in between. We're not there yet, but I'm giving you hope to fill it in until eternity and to be living in that hope and to have it in our in our daily lives. Um, it's definitely a challenge for me. First Peter 3.15 Take me a little bit to find it here. This is what it says, and it's just a challenge for all of us. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of that of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. It really gets into the, the sharing the word with those around. But we do. We have a hope and be ready to share why when people ask about it. And it's not just the, I hope to get to heaven someday. This is, we can believe and we can expect these things will happen. And that yet in closing, go back to Colossians. I, I debated reading the whole chapter, but it's fairly long. And so I'm just going to read a little bit at the end. Uh, number of verses yet in closing. I read the chapter a number of times and there's just so many good things in there. Not necessarily for me. It talks about ministry. Um, those you know, minister of the gospel maybe the phrase used. But us as a church, just different things. But I finally came down to, I'm just going to read 21. Colossians chapter 1 verses 21 to the end of the chapter. And it, it uses the word hope at least, I think, two times in here. So reading in Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and, unbla and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, un in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the, of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church." whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory." whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdoms, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. There's a number of the things in them verses that are just really, I guess, make me tremble at the responsibility that we have. And... Am I willing to do what God you know, asks of us to do? And like I say, that we have the word and we have hope. The last 
verses here talk about sharing that hope and reaching out. And, and I think of our church. That's the goal, I believe, of everyone from church here is to, is to share in whatever ways we can. Um, I think of the meeting and, and church building location. Just that we would continue to seek what God would have for us. And no matter where he leads us or where we end up, maybe... We still have a responsibility to share the word of hope with those around us. So at this time, let's stand for prayer.